Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better. Um, I hope you guys are doing well, being well, and staying well. Welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome to the, you can hear the sirens in the background. They are just letting you know what is going on. (laughs) The 200th episode of the Reclaimed Podcast. <laughs> and the lovely cat you heard singing in the background. <laughs> Y'all's favorite resident uh, pastor, bishop, uh, y'all's resident favorite uh, father, the, the purveyor of the most delicious barbecue you will ever eat. Nah, Earl was... Roberts is here joining us for the show. Hello, husband. How are you today? What's up? Y'all good? I told y'all I'd be back. Told y'all. I'm trying, to do, I'm trying to do better in 2023. And he's here. He's here. He's He said he would be, and here he is to celebrate the 200th episode. 200 episodes. Yeah, I'm also here as her security detail, just in case y'all be acting up. Who's? Okay. Just saying. <laughs> 200 episodes. You famous. You got 200 episodes. I'm not now. famous. <laughs> I just have a lot of content. Y'all know, for those who are unfamiliar of like this, there's a ongoing feud between me and my friends and my husband, apparently, and my sister. A bunch of people who know me personally because they will randomly say, oh, you're famous. And y'all know I don't like that. I don't like. It's not the idea of, of being well known that bothers me. It's the, it's what comes with fame. It's like this elitism. Like, I don't like that. I, I always say that I would rather be impactful than be famous. Like, I, don't, I didn't come here to be famous. I came here to be impactful. I came here to be helpful. I came here to be useful. Um, and whatever way that takes shape, great. But I don't want to be famous. I want to still be able to go to Target. I still want to be able to go to restaurants. I still want to be able to, like, go to the beach and like chill amongst the brethren look i've only been heard in three states you've been heard in 40 countries that's all i'm saying it's not 40 it's like 15 but still like it's not stop anyway (laughs) let's talk about this here podcast wait before we go on the podcast um life updates um nothing really going on over here and that's the life update (laughs) That is the extent of the life update. Oh, do you have anything to update the people on? Uh, if y'all go on the um, the internets today, uh, go and uh, look at look at your girl's newest article on NBC oh, uh, News. Was that NBCNews.com? It's yes, it's NBC News. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tell them the title of the article. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Yes, okay. I am. Um, shout out to Maya Brown. She's a wonderful uh, journalist, and she wrote the entire wrote a great story on the founders of the Black Girl Follow Train and why the Black Girl Follow Train is not a trend. Um, you know, we could go into depth. I think I've talked to you guys at length about how TikTok in of itself thrives off of black culture, black vernacular, black jokes, black content, but they want it from non-black people. Um, And so a lot of people who are on the app who happen to be black, specifically black women, who aren't finding a lot of support. Um, Our videos a lot of times are getting shadow banned or not even watched, not even supported. And so what did we decide to do? Black women, we were like, okay, well, you know what? No one else is going to support us, so let's let us support us. And because we did that, the fallout. That at one point they banned hashtag Black Girl Follow Train. It was banned. Um, they started putting labels on people's videos uh, that says promoted, so you couldn't repost their videos, so you couldn't reshare their videos. There's a lot of little techie weird stuff that was going on over there. Um, but the Black Girl Follow Train is one of those things that's not a trend, like you know. Y'all remember the savage dance. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Y'all y'all know exactly what dance I'm talking about. Um, or the renegade challenge. Like all that stuff like that. It's great stuff. Also created by black women. 
Um, but unfortunately, they were trends. The Black Girl Follow Train is not that. What the Black Girl Follow Train is, is saying, hey, let's build some community and support ourselves since we're not finding support anywhere else. And I've watched people's videos and and accounts literally skyrocket. Um, and some people are able to make a living off of, you know, their social media when they weren't able to before. And that's, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal to be able to, to supplement your income for the content that you create. So it's not just about just videos and views and likes and shares. It's like, no, you can make real money from real like companies who want to work with you all because a bunch of black women got together and said, Hey, we believe in you and we'll support you. Speaking of which, we are open for business for companies who want to work with uh, the reclaimed and and all of its uh, good stuff that's going on over here. We are open for business. Uh, please send your requests all over to the reclaimed at G- the reclaimed blog. Oh, the reclaimed blog at gmail dot com. At gmail com. Yes, um, you can find all that information in the show notes in the as show well, notes as well. Yes. Just want you to know, we open for business around here, and it's almost Black History Month. Come get your uh, DEI dollars. <laughs> Um, spent over here you know at the what? reclaim. That is a great segue into our. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Oh dear. Do y'all want me to do a Black History segment <laughs> <laughs> during February? He almost choked me, y'all. I was in the middle. <laughs> do y'all of want Uncle, Do y'all want Uncle Earl's Black History <laughs> or Black History with Uncle Earl? Y'all want that segment <laughs> next month? First of all, it sounds like you you gonna get cussed at, but then you gonna be like uplifted somehow. Probably. That's what it um, sounds Because like. we was we was throwing around this idea earlier. Just joking. But you know, she also said she wanted to have a show after February. I do. So I, I don't would know. like to have a show after February. Um, you know, I don't know. So please let us know. You guys can me. let let us know in the um in my comments when I post the video. I mean when I post the um the ad for the show. Because I ain't pulling <clears> no punches. I'ma tell it like it is. Oh, um, I just got so overwhelmed. Woo! Uh, but you, there was a and great you segue. you know the truth. There was, and the truth shall set you free. There was a great segue and I lost it. Oh, we were talking about DEI dollars. Would you like to intro this, um, this segment live for everybody? The church announcement segment? Oh, um, <clears throat> I was supposed to remember how it goes from last week, but not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's see. All I know is what? Let the people of Reclaim say amen. If you're glad to be here, say amen one more time. Again. Oh, again? Yeah. Oh. If you're glad to be here, say amen again. And if you really like the show, say amen one more time. And these are your church announcements. Close enough. Good job. High five. All right. So since you talked about D E I. Let's start off with the topic. Um, it's a real bummer. I'm just going to be really honest. These next three are going to be real bummers. And we're, we're going to talk about them uh, because they're important. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, one of the, one of the folks in the rotating uh, employment situation that was going on during uh, the Trump administration, they couldn't keep nobody for no job. You remember that? Yeah, that was like a temp agency. <laughs> I mean, all government... <coughs> You know, most government jobs like that are temporary. And, but, bro, it yeah. was like a new person every few weeks. They had, was it, what was her name? Kaylee Haley? What was her name? And then they had that short man that was that always seemed like he was, like, full of energy but really upset about something. Um, there were a Priebus? few. Huh? Was that Priebus? I No, no, that wasn't his name, but I can't remember his name, child. Because um, then he went on to complain like, oh, the Trump administration, working for the Trump administration, ruined my life. I'm like, it's the same with dozens of people. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> Caitlin. Could... Caitlin McEnany. No, no. Yeah, the first one. That was the last one. Yeah, well, I'm talking oh, about, the, I'm talking the, about the guy, one. the short guy. Yeah, I thought that was Priebus. No. Well, there might have been a Priebus, but that's not the person I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Short little white guy. I got to look this up. I thought that was him. <laughs> All right, while he's looking that up, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders was one of those folks. Um, She has become... secretaries during the Trump... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, She was one of the press secretaries, and she has recently become the first woman governor of Arkansas. 
um, that would be a diversity shout unto itself, a girl power cheer. Um, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders is unfortunately emblematic of what we see a lot about white feminism. What? what you got his name? It was Sean Spicer. Yes, that's his name. My apologies to, uh, <laughs> I think his name like Renice Priebus. I think he might have actually been under uh, somebody else's administration. That okay. Was, I might have been a Democrat. I apologize, sir. Whoopsies. Sorry, sir. Sorry. But Sean Spicer, yes. Yeah, Sean it Spicer. It was Sean Spicer. Um, where was I? Yes, you would think it was um, like a rah-rah, sispoomba moment for women. But this is really emblematic of white feminism where we see white women, as soon as they get into a position of power, literally shut the door on everybody else. Because on her first day, her first day, her first day of being a governor, she decided to write some some cute executive orders, right? First thing she did was ban the word Latinx. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the term, Latinx is inclusive language um, that includes people who may not identify with Latino or Latina, right? She banned it on all... Uh, on all government websites in Arkansas. That's the first thing. Second thing she decided to ban was critical race theory. I read that, um, I read her, uh, her ban that she wrote. It never explains what critical race theory actually is. Because they never actually know what it is. They don't, they don't, <clears throat> they don't. For those who are unfamiliar for the 80th time, critical race theory is an examination of how the law, law, L-A-W, how the law has been affected by racist beliefs, histories, that sort of thing, right? It's not even taught in regular law school. Like, you have to take that class. You have to take those courses. You know, you have to... It's 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 an individual study. It's so, It's not even... I wouldn't say it's not popular, but I remember when the um in the confirmation hearings of now justice, Katanji Brown Jackson, um who we also talked about on the show. Y'all can go listen to that episode. Um, she even talked about how she never took any of these classes or courses, and that was when y'all's boy Ted Cruz pulled out anti-racist baby, the children's book children's book pulled it out and said do you think babies can be racist with a serious face <laughs> and then like several like it was like it was like a dog whistle they're like so you're black huh <laughs> you're black huh you're down with the black stuff you're going to teach people about the black stuff you're going to fight for black things here hmm you and your jigaboo ways <laughs> you and your moon cricket way <laughs> She's sitting there just like, um, none of this has anything to do with my work as a judge. I've never judged any of the, none of these. Let's talk about my work as a judge since we're here, right? It wasn't like, anyway, so no, they never know. They never know what critical race theory is. What they have lumped critical race theory into, what they have decided it is, it's anything that deals with diversity, equity, or inclusion. I'm going to tell you what it is, what they think it is, is anything that criticizes the actions of their race. That's some good tea. <clears throat> that's what they that's what they think it is. Mm -hmm. It is anything that criticizes the actions of their race. Mm -hmm. Therefore, that's what they have labeled as critical race theory. Which is how dare you take a critical eye and look at what we've done over the years? We are the heroes of this story. We came and tamed this savage land and 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 brought Christianity. Tame? Y'all didn't even sorry. Y'all didn't even know how to wash. Wash. Y'all didn't even know how to plant corn when you first got Listen, here. Listen, just dying. Just hungry and dying. And how you cross a whole these, ocean these and kind, I don't plant corn. Compassionate, brilliant native. What you think that was here? Store? I don't know what they thought. They were just like, oh, we're just going to make our way over here and just live it up. Like, it's going to be jolly old wherever we no came No survivor skills. None. None. Just dying. Just dropping dead. There's a whole missing colony. An entire missing colony. Nobody knows where they went. Shout Ain't out. no graves. Shout out to uh, Roanoke. Shout out to Roanoke. Um, 
yeah, if you guys want to want to play with historical mysteries, look that up. Um. So anyway, back to Sarah. That's amazing. That made white people disappear, and they still ain't found them yet. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all. Sometimes my husband says things, and it really just dumbfounds me. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> this is why she don't want me to have my black history. <laughs> this is exactly why we can't have a black history <laughs> segment already on this podcast. <laughs> Since this is the last episode of the Reclaim Podcast, golly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's mean. All right, anyway, back to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's now the governor. Um, I told you she banned critical race theory without understanding what critical race theory even is or if it was if it was even taught in schools she didn't have from my research i didn't see anything about any research Uh, like i said this happened on her first day so i don't even know if she could have even called for research prior to this um but there was no research no polls no one talked to any um school administrators no one talked to any teachers no one talked to any faculty no one has done anything to see what is exactly happening in these schools that denotes a critical race theory situation? That being said, it was, she banned it. So now, now we're left with picking up the pieces of, because when people make these sweeping, um, these sweeping bans without any research, without any, any information, without any data, we are left with saying, oh, well, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean? So, for example, we just had Black History, oh, not Black History Month, we just had Martin Luther King Day. What did you, what do you think that the teachers were allowed to teach about Martin Luther King? Maybe he was a preacher. No, probably not. Well, you know, in Arkansas, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole nother, we'll talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> what do you think they were even able to teach? Like, okay, so he marched. Okay, so he had a bus boycott. Why did they boycott the buses? I can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Okay. Um, he made some comments about Bull Connor. Who's Bull Connor? Can't talk about that. Well, we can talk about who he was. We just can't talk about what he did. No, we can talk about what he did. We just can't talk about why he did what he did. So anything, she... she they were people of their times. She said that it's anything that makes one race looks superior to another. And I'm like, but that's the entire American history, honey. That's that's putting Japanese in internment camps. That's slavery. That's the attempted genocide of native peoples. That is the anti-Chinese or Chinese Exclusion Act. That is, there, there are, there, there were, up until fairly recently, I believe 20... Don't get me to quote in years, but it was it's fairly recently, like within the last few years. There it was discovered um out west. I can't remember if it was Colorado. I can't remember what state it was, and I'll get you guys this information as soon as I figure it out. There was a state that it still had on the books that you could murder Native Americans as a law in the two thousands of things. But we can't talk about why Martin Luther King was marching. We can't talk about the bus boycott. We can't talk about you know, beyond the I have a dream speech, because like I said, y'all not going to content of our character us to death. You're not going to do it because every time you do it, we are going to come underneath your comments and show another thing that he said and things that he said later in his life, which is sad to say because he, he died at 39. He didn't die at 80, like 85, 86, 92. Like, like people, like black people should be able to age. Like we should have been able to you know, he should have been able to hold his grandchildren and play with them and be with them, be with at their graduations and stuff. Watch his own children get married. But no, he died. Why did he die? Can't Martin, talk about that. Martin should have been in Grand Park. <clears throat> what? Martin should have been in Grand Park in Chicago. What's Grand Park? It was where um, President Obama. Oh, um, could you imagine? With Je- he should have been standing beside Jesse crying. Oh, can you imagine? It could have been Martin and Jesse there crying. Malcolm should be there too. What about Medgar? Don't get me started. I'll just keep naming people. <laughs> I'll just keep naming people. Um, sheesh! I think we all were crying that day. Goodness gracious! I was, and I was like, 
barely in my twenties. Talk about I never thought I'd see this day. <laughs> you're twenty. You're in your twenties, like early twenties. You ain't living up life. But that's the same thing to say about you know you in your twenties and you think about let's say you you say you think you at least gonna make it to eighty, right? Mm-hmm. And the state of your country and, and well, the history of your country at twenty allows you to project sixty years into your future and then say this ain't never gonna happen. Ain't no ain't no black man gonna, gonna be president. Happen. Well, now <laughs> see here's the thing, and I'm 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 knocking on the door of forty. I don't think we're gonna see it again. Currently, I would love to be proven wrong. But not by a person like Herschel Walker, who you haven't heard from since that election. Like, you haven't heard a single thing from him. Because he went back to Texas to live. To be a cop. <laughs> I'm Herschel Walker, the cop. <laughs> Probably someone watching reruns of Walker, Texas Ranger. <sighs> Thinking that his dad was his cousin. No one has explained. Because you're Peter, uh, what's my man? Chuck? No. Because I'm like, Chuck's still here. No, the black dude that was on there. What was I, it? No. Don't. No, I never even watched it. Mm-mm. What was his name? Trebet. I think it might have been Trebet. My husband is secretly a 64-year-old black man who, he doesn't smoke, but he definitely grills. And he yeah. likes a little brown liquor. Yeah. <laughs> That's my husband. Um, 35 in spirit. I mean, 35 in body, 84 in spirit. <laughs> I can connect with multiple generations. You can. You are a connector. That is exactly what you are, my dear. Um, Paul said there to be all things to all people. But anyway, let's move on. Back to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. This is just a reminder that Arkansas is currently 47th in education. 47th. So. Well, you know, she could be trying to simplify things. We're going to move. You're 47th in education. You ain't got time to be doing a whole bunch this of This just stuff. reminds me of... You need to do the simple stuff well. What is the name of that school that was desegregated in Arkansas? Was that Little Rock? Well, you mean the the, the big one? I think it was uh, Central? Central High? But it wasn't Little Rock. Little Rock. It wasn't okay. Little Rock, yeah. So, someone shared, a, like, you know, we always share those photos of the, um, the Little Rock um, 9. Mm-hmm. And there's that one photo with the one student who she has her sunglasses on. She's walking and there's a crowd of white students around her. And there's that one white student that's like screaming in the back of her one um, white woman. Um, and I made the observation that that be, that happened in Little Rock, Arkansas. And in some, what the governor just did in Arkansas is saying that where these photos took place, we can't talk about why these photos took place in the place, in the school where these photos took place. So like, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, instead of dealing with our racial past, instead of dealing with our racist history, we would rather erase it and then erase elements of other people's culture just so we can continue to feel good about the lie that we're suddenly, we're somehow the hero of this American experience and not have always been the villain. And, it's just, it's very frustrating. You have a final take before we move along to the next disappointing story? <laughs> nah, because I, I, I want you to have a show. Okay. Um, speaking of people, uh, Florida. Because I, I, now I feel like they're just all going to be bouncing off of each other. Arkansas and Texas and Florida. and Who else? What's another one? Was it your state? What? North Carolina? We have... Uh, Doing not, crazy stuff? It probably wasn't your state. Not, but, but, no, it wasn't but, your state. Um, Although that Republican legislation is crazy at times. At least there's a check in our, in our governor with Governor Roy Cooper. Shout out to Roy Cooper, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Roy Cooper. Roy Cooper. Hi, Roy. Um, back to Florida. Florida. Florida's Republican legislature is now compiling, currently compiling a list. Actually, it was due yesterday. At the time of this recording, we are recording on Wednesday, January 18th. Wow, January is almost over. And we got 31 days. We just have like, just over halfway. January said, I'm coming in. I'm getting out of here. Ain't no, ain't been no snow. Yeah, I'm a little upset about that. Ain't been no snow. Look, I ain't going to keep buying snow suits and snow boots every year for this growing kid. That's, and we ain't getting no snow. That's a fair analysis. She's got two new snow suits and, and a pair of snow boots, and she has not worn any of them. Because you might not be the same size at the beginning of winter. Let me tell you. It's <laughs> at the end of winter. That's why I always buy a size up. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It needs to snow. 
Just like a little bit. Do we have to go find snow? We gotta go to the mountains find some Look, snow. I need I need a good six six to eight inches right here in Philly. So to be fair, my poor husband does not come from a place with abundant snow. Anyone who has lived in Philadelphia or in the Philadelphia area, we have stories of heaps of snow. We've had enough snow in our short lifetimes. Um, but my poor husband, should I tell this? I'm gonna tell the story. The first time he saw a bunch of snow a whole lot of snow we were at the house yes we were at i remember being at our old apartment and he i saw him just putting on sweats he's like i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna go outside and it was still falling i'm like why (laughs) i ain't never never been outside with feet of snow fell i was so disgusted with him like why why would you even when i tell you he became a child just walking in it just looking around look it up just looking up at clumps of snow not even like little flakes clumps there were like clumps of snow falling and he looked joyful like i haven't seen him look that joyful since we went to disney world when he decided to jump out and dance in the middle of the parade it was very very fun it was a very fun time but i i still don't understand why why there wasn't a a street wide or street long snowball fight like because people don't we're philadelphians someone going down no i'm just kidding I'm kidding. We're the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. I've been shooting too many people. <laughs> right now. But I'm just saying. <laughs> no stereotypes. I ain't stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> no stereotypes. I ain't look, I ain't stereotyping that. Back to Florida and the Republican legislature that are compiling names and titles of university educators, instructors, and staff <clears throat> that do any work any work related to diversity, equity, or inclusion. And in certain cases, they are requesting access to their emails, texts, and social media. Uh, According to UNF Spinnaker, quote, the requests range from a list of all current DEI employees, including their names and job titles, to to all communications to or from a DEI faculty committee that contain or reflect assessments, proposals, or recommendations related to DEI. Communications as defined by that memo um, include all written and electronic communications, but are not limited to emails, text messages, and social media messages. So they're requesting a list of all those things. This doesn't feel legal. It does not feel legal to ask First of all, I've read the over the memo and it's just like you're asking me like, hey, can you hand this stuff over? And it, it feels like the school could go or what? Well, as a state institution, which I believe the University of North Florida as Spinnaker is, the whole thing is like since they are a state institution or a state funded institution and all that good stuff that um, the Santas and his and his other folks in the legislature <laughs> are trying to see where their taxpayer dollars are going to and what they're being spent on. And as they feel as part of their oversight responsibilities, as to knowing where their money is going and being spent on, we going to know if it's on this all this woke stuff y'all Don't spending on. Get me <laughs> we need to know our money getting spent on this woke, woke stuff. Vice just put out an entire TikTok. Of peop of of the right wing obsession with the word woke. When I tell, I I keep trying to tell people, I'm like, y'all don't understand, like, cause then there was another thread I saw about wokeness, and I'm like, um, they said, what's the opposite of woke? And people were all black people were like, asleep. <laughs> it means Which, right? it means lack of awareness, like Which? it means it means lack of paying att- attention, lack of intelligence. Right. So the opposite of yeah the opposite of being attentive of being awake of paying attention and then some random people were like well it's just spelled wrong we're like it's not for you it was never for y'all <laughs> how else do you want to spell woke right 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 i woke up like yeah, how? i'm like right like how else do you want to spell woke? Earl, i'm not arguing with random people on the internet who think they have who think they have a platform because they have internet access. How I'm else not do you spell it. woke? I'm not doing it. I just left her alone. I'm like, I'm going to leave this comment right here so everyone can see it and then I'm going to go away. <laughs> and that's why Arkansas is 47th in education. <laughs> you need to learn how to spell four-letter words right. 
Do simple stuff first. Do the simple stuff do first. The simple stuff you first. Do, you do the easy stuff first, and then you build on you it. Then you build on it. It's I, skills. Obviously, you're lacking. Clearly, you're lacking. And we're not here to make fun of anyone's educational disabilities. Because I know some good people I'm that come saying. from Arkansas. Some good people that come from Arkansas. I know good people. You bright, sound, you bright and smart people that come from you Arkansas. You sound like you do. Really? <laughs> you sound really? like you know a lot of people from Arkansas. Shout out to Arkansas. I hope maybe odds ever be in y'all's favor. Um, so yes, that's going on, but it doesn't feel legal to ask for these things. And it's like, yeah, you could talk about your taxpayer money, but it feels in, it's giving me, it's giving me Nazi vibes. Well, I, it's giving me Nazi. Why do you need their names? Why do you need their job titles? Why do you? Why? What do you need that for? What do you need that information? I mean, for? these would be state employees. I mean, at at worst, is an intimidation type thing. At worst, which what? is terrible. Why are we intimidating instructors? Just because you disagree and you don't think that racism is a problem anymore because you haven't experienced it and you never will because you are a white man, Ron DeSantis, doesn't mean that it's, it's doesn't re, it doesn't play into everyday decisions of people who don't look like you. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying that what he, the whole thought process. I wasn't saying that you were. I wasn't saying that you were. I'm just saying. If, if there was an American equivalent I think it goes back for me to the days of um, McCarthyism. Yes. So, 100% McCarthyism. For those, for those of you who didn't remember from your U.S. history class, uh, McCarthyism was that era, era after World War II where we were trying to figure out who all the communists might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it was a lot of people. That hot, and McCarthy put together this whole blacklist thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. Um, folks... And media across a certain, all across certain sectors, mm-hmm. got blacklisted for their supposed, um, <clears throat> or even actual <laughs> beliefs um, mm-hmm. in communists. So this is about the you know. So this is like the new McCarthyism. Yeah, and and his um, going. Going through, trying to get names, job titles, what you done said, when you said it, how you said it. What books you're reading, <clears throat> what you said on your on your birthday, on, on right. social media. Right. So basically, my son is like, look, you can be woke all you want to, just not on the government's dime, <clears throat> just not on our taxpayer dime. Yeah, but my social media is not your taxpayer dime. But not if you used a, a school account. So if I'm not using a school account. That's your personal account. So why would you need access you to You can't that? have access to your personal account. But okay. If, but if you use, like, the UNF Department of um, Multicultural Affairs social media account to say something, then, yeah, they Most can get that stuff. Most people don't use those accounts to say anything. <clears throat> I mean, but they would be like... Thoughts. It'd be like if they were promoting <clears throat> a lecture on... Got you. You know, I, racial I see. stuff. So, I so see. they're trying to get into all of that stuff. I see. Okay. Okay. All right. I got. Yeah. I. I get that. Okay. 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 Um, I think it's trash, and I. I wish Ron DeSantis the worst. Not in the worst, like something horrible happens, but just like a bunch of just annoying things happen to you until you decide to do right, and then that's that annoying thing just keep piling up, and you're just like, huh. Maybe there's something I'm doing <laughs> that's bringing all this negativity into my life. That is what I wish. Like you keep losing your fire, your Amazon Fire remote, and your favorite pen, <laughs> your favorite pen, the, the best one that you love, just just breaks. And I my don't know left where. rear tire is always deflated. Just deflated, and you keep getting it looked at. And people keep saying there's nothing wrong with it. It's just out of air. I'm not saying that anyone should deflate it. I'm just saying that the tire itself just deflates. Um, There's a leak in this whole building. <laughs> so black and Baptist sometimes um, that you catch every red light. Every single one of them. Catch every single red light. That's the type of... I don't wish like tragedy upon somebody, but like annoyances, you know? Mm-hmm. That your alarm clock just doesn't work. And that work. you late for a meeting because there was a, a, a flock of ducks they had to cross the street. Mm-hmm. Turtles. 
a bunch of, well, they're not a flock, but you know, a bunch of turtles just <laughs> randomly. You live down there in Florida. There are turtles in Florida. It's not far-fetched. I hope it's a cold day and a guana fall out of the tree no. on your head. <laughs> That's, now, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Oh, God. Just, I don't like that at all. No, 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 no. I, I, I wouldn't want that for anybody. No, no. In the middle of a press conference. No, Jesus. Could you imagine? I would holler. Yo, if we saw that on the news, <clears throat> if we see this on the news, I'm screaming. Do you hear me? Screaming in the middle of a... Just a lizard? Just... Oh, first of all, oh, I have the shivers and the shakes. I hate this idea of it. All right, finally, our my last story um, for today. Let's talk about Gwen Stefani. I've been told not to talk during this segment. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not what I said. What I said was, <laughs> let me get through it first, right. and then. All right, ready. So in Allure magazine, um, an article was written about Gwen Stefani uh, by Jessa, Jessa Marie Calla, or I hope I pronounced it correctly. No, um, no uh, disrespect to Jessa. I'm just the worst at pronunciation sometimes. Um, she wrote a piece on Gwen Stefani. And underneath, well, before you start the piece, it says, 14 years after the debut of her Harajuku Lovers fragrance collection, we asked Gwen Stefani about the praise, the backlash, and the lessons she's brought into her most recent beauty venture. What she said stunned us. Gwen Stefani looked these people in the face, two people of color, as a white woman that is Irish and Italian descended, right? And said... And, and she was talking about her Japanese influence. She said, that was my Japanese influence. And that was, that was a culture that, I, that was so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic, with so much attention to art and detail and discipline. It fascinated me. And I said, my God, I'm Japanese. And I didn't know it. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, you can like parts of other cultures without them belonging to you in this very household we have taco tuesday we order sushi regularly we order chinese food regularly we eat a lot of pizza i'm not walking around here talking like mario and luigi which is terrible. They're, they're terrible stereotypes, but you, you get the point. When I have pizza and say, oh my gosh, I'm Italian and I didn't even know it. And this goes to a, a larger point that I want to bring up because someone got into a fight with me about black things. And no, but when you, before you ask, no, this person wasn't. But yes, yes, she was. Uh, you know what the... You already know what the questions are, and I just answered them for you. Tell it. So, <laughs> she told me that because she has a black grandson, <clears throat> that this is a big concern for her, that black people have this way of segregating ourselves away from normal culture. First of all, I want you to think about the language of considering everything white as normal. And anything that's not white, not normal. I want you to, th I want you to think about that. Let's let's consider that. What you're essentially saying is everything else is exotic or foreign, and it may be exotic and foreign to you, but that doesn't make it exotic and foreign to the people who it's from. Okay, in our household, it's normal. Okay, I would never assume that just because I grew up the blackity black ass way that I grew up doesn't mean raisins and potato salad would seem exotic in our household. It would seem disgusting in and, our house. Yeah, also that. I would think that there were bugs in it. And I would throw it out, and I'm like, no, who would mm -hmm. who would do such a horrid thing mm -hmm. to this wonderful meal? Who would do it? Not I. Not I. So, I just want to make this a clear clarion call for anyone who uses this as justification for their analysis about cultures that they don't belong to just because you have a black husband just because you have black children just because you have black relatives just because you have black friends does not make you black or give you permission to use the n-word or 
make commentary on our culture or make commentary on our culture. I actually just saw a post and I was, I was pissed when I saw it. I, I was minding my own business. I was pissed when I saw it. Essentially, it was a white girl, young, young woman, young woman. And she was talking about how she likes to date black men. And I'm like, all right, that's, you know, whatever. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. I, too, like black men. All right, great. And she said, but I'm not here. I don't have to, um, just because I like black men doesn't mean I have to po- post a quote on Martin Luther King Day. And it doesn't mean that I have to be out here at these marches just because I like, you know, I like their style, I like their swagger. Doesn't mean I have to be out here at these marches. And then someone said, marching for their lives? You like them, but you're not gonna. You're willing, you're not willing to march for their lives. She's like, I'm not an activist. I just like to. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> I mean, at least she was honest. A lot of these people, a lot of these people who make these arguments aren't honest about, you know, mm-hmm. that they just want to use the exoticism of other races mm-hmm. um, to either annoy their parents or to live out some weird fantasy. Because um, we've seen it. You know, I can call out several folks. Who have displayed this you know suddenly they were dipping into their black phase you know they became friends with timberland and you know and they were doing the little dances and making music you know and all of a sudden nope nope i'm man of the country i'm gonna write country music and you know i'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna talk about janet y'all know exactly who i'm talking about i don't even have to mention names or you could talk about old girl who was she was singing on her little Disney show, and then all of a sudden she was like, I'm in like a wrecking ball, and <laughs> and then and then she was she was rapping here and twerking on on Robin Thicke in the middle of um. <clears throat> First of all, we should not use the word twerking as what to. She was shaking her butt. That was generations. Whatever was happening that there, was, it was movement. And it was bare ass. That was probably wobbling, really. But then I don't that, really, So that happened. But I don't want to and talk then about all of a sudden it was like, I'm going back to my country roots because hip hop is so anti feminist. It's just so bad for women. It's just like, we are very clear how certain folks will milk our culture, will milk our culture for cultural clout. And then once they get it, will abandon us. Once they get it, will abandon us. We are very clear about that. You can like elements of the culture without taking them. That means you don't need to wear the braids. That means you don't need to do your baby hairs because you don't have any baby hairs. <laughs> you don't have them. Stop wearing those door knocker earrings where you don't know where they came from. Stop it with the long, long acrylics. Y'all look ridiculous fumbling out here. Y'all can't even pick up your own phones. <laughs> like you don't know where that stuff comes from. That comes from a specific culture. Stop using A-A-V-E. You don't, every sentence does not have to end with period. You don't have to gesticulate so much. Like you guys are basically being a caricature of what you think blackness is because blackness somehow made its way to mainstream and cool when it's always been cool but now it's like really really cool like there's a lot of cultural capital with blackness now and so everybody wants to dip in including into oppression including into oppression but just like i heard on tiktok this week from a white woman a white woman i I will i will tag her video in the show notes but what what she said (laughs) she said whiteness allows us cultural capital for everything except oppression it's the one thing that we can't colonize (laughs) and when i tell you i screamed the scream i scroom the scream i scroom for her to take that analysis and say you know what we we can we can we can colonize everything but this oppression it just doesn't feel right to say that we are oppressed from our skin color because it's not a thing like too many structures and systems are based upon holding us upward uh, because of our whiteness. And somebody tried to argue with me on, on because y'all like to argue on, on, on Twitter to say that, tell that to the Ukrainians. I'm like, the Ukrainians are oppressed because they refuse to be Russians, not because they're whiteness. <laughs> y'all got to y'all, focus focus like racism when you tell people that they're that you're um you're undergoing oppression because of your race people don't get it they're like well i grew up poor too that's poverty (laughs) that's not racism you're dealing with that's a whole different system that's poverty and you are allowed to be mad about that your experiences over there 
But what you're not allowed to do is to say that just because you're not having the experience that I am having, because I too can grow up poor, but I'm also black. And then compound that with being a woman. You know, if I was disabled, that would be another form of discrimination that I could face. So I want Gwen, <laughs> who clearly has not learned her lesson because this article, article came out this very month in 2023, where she looked at two people of color and said, I'm Japanese, I didn't know it. And then looked at them and said, I really am. And we're like, girl, your mama was Irish, your daddy was Italian. Your daddy just happened to work in, in, in Japan and you just lived with him for a little while while that was going on. You're allowed to like the culture. You're allowed to like the history. You're allowed to like the art. You're allowed to like the food. You're allowed to like whatever you like. But you don't have to take it and own it to like it. That in and of itself is white supremacy. The, the need to colonize, the need to take, the need to forcefully remove something and make it yours. Because that's the only way you can appreciate it. That's not how culture works. So, just as a recap. If you, as a white, yeah, you can be a white person and you can enjoy these things. You cannot identify as a person of color, Gwen. You cannot say, I am Japanese when you are indeed white. Just because you have people of color as your relatives, people of color as your romantic partners, you like things from people of color's cultures, you lived around people of color in that, in that specific culture. That still ain't your culture. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm annoyed. I'm really annoyed. Conversely, <clears throat> and this one goes out to um my Asian friends who I, not my exact Asian friends because we've already had these conversations, but this one goes out to my Asian friends. Let's keep this same energy for when black people call out your K-pop faves for essentially appropriating black culture and black music let's keep the same energy okay let's not ignore the fact that jodeci and boys to men and uh 112 who else who else we got new edition and all of these black black men singing groups existed and we're doing the same exact dances the same exact swag the same exact type of singing that we see your k-pop faves doing so when we so when black people call it out because we recognize it and we see it don't get racist don't get mad don't get frustrated realize what what is happening here because there's we we also have to talk about another day we also have to talk about anti-blackness as it is globally because if whiteness is at the top and blackness is at the bottom, there's a whole lot of people in the middle. And if we don't get on one accord, we're going to, we're going to keep missing each other. So this is one way that we don't. Okay? We can look at Gwen Stefani and say, you're not Japanese. We can also look at appropriated styles of music and things like that and say that's not cool the same way we would look at a Katy Perry who's decided that she's going to wear um Chinese hair ornaments and a Japan no I'm sorry she wore Japanese hair ornaments and a Chinese uh dress for a performance and say that's not cool you can't just take whatever you want from each culture and shake it up to make it something cute like that's not okay um so let's work together, friends. Learn more about culture and stuff together. I think I'm done. Do you have anything to tell the people before we end the show? Thanks for listening. <laughs> You've listened to me rant for like 15 minutes, so you have nothing else to say? Nothing to add? Nothing to subtract? Multiply, divide? Nah, I, I think I'll leave this one alone. <laughs> We'll talk after the show. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you so much for all of your support for 200 episodes. 200 episodes. What a time. Like, wow. I'm really, really appreciative, you guys. I got those club sparklers. <laughs> Not the club sparklers. Should I go get a bottle and do the bottle dance? Never mind. <laughs> 
my husband my husband made a face at me um but yeah thank you for your likes your shares your subscribes please do not forget to leave this show a review do y'all know that i got my first one star review literally didn't leave any commentary afterwards it's like somebody just saw that there was like all five stars and decided to be like a hater but whoever that person is i wish you the same thing i wish for ron DeSantis. iguana no not the iguana not the iguana no <clears throat> but um they was hating like silky johnson for my 200th episode stop it for my 200th episode if hate, you guys hate, 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 if hate, you hate, guys hate. don't mind could you go in to wherever you're listening to the show and drop five stars and let the folks know what you think about the show like we'd love to hear back um also shout out we got four new patrons four new patrons i am Elated, I am grateful. I'm honestly befuddled. I was like, wow, you guys are so awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I want to shout them all out. Jenna Green, Mr. Domestic, Leah Morales, and and I'm sorry, I'm going to pronounce this completely wrong. So I'm gonna spell it. K-E-O-W-Y-N-D-R-I-A-L. Thank y'all so much for becoming patrons. Like, that's that's massive. Like, you guys, I, I just love that. Um, don't forget that there is a lot of free content. Uh, not free content. There's a lot of exclusive content that you can enjoy on my Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. It'll be in the show notes. Um, and yeah, I just put up two new pieces, two new exclusive pieces for the patrons over there. Thank y'all so much. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Do you have anything to send the people out? Do you have a benediction? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had a church announcement, so we should have the benediction. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Did you think of something offensive? No, no. You promise? No, I'm just not offensive. No. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I was nervous. Like, why is, how's the benediction going to be offensive? I don't know. I'd be wondering some of the stuff that you were saying. I'm not an offensive person. I'm I said not. offensive, not I know. defensive. That's, that's what I said. I'm not oh, an offensive okay. person. Oh, okay. I misheard you. I apologize. Yeah, I'm not an offensive person. He's a, he's a very kind person. I just talk about what I talk about. The fourth nicest person you'll ever meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, to all the listeners of The Reclaimed, have a great day. Go in love, go in grace, go in peace. And to the next time you listen, be well. Amen. Amen. I might have to use that. (laughs) I might have to clip that. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Peace.